Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the show that helps you reach your full potential with your host, Lisa Tarmati, brought to you by lisatarmati.com. Hi everyone, Lisa Tamati here and today I'm going to be talking you through a few of my top tips for sleep optimization because sleep is the biggest lever you have for your health. Most people just do not get how important sleep is. Getting your seven to nine hours would be absolutely optimal if you can and anything under that is really going to add up to being not, not great for you. So what are my top tips? Now in the morning getting up and getting some Early morning sunshine on your eyes is really, really important. You have these melanopsin cells on your eyes that receive light. This is not about vision and seeing things, but the quality of the light that tells your body what time of the day it is. So by getting a few minutes of early morning sunlight on your eyes, it'll help uh, suppress the melatonin production and increase your cortisol production. And that's the time of the day when you want your cortisol to be up. This helps reset the suprachiasmatic nucleus, which is like the clock in your brain that tells you what time of the day it is. So setting yourself up right at the beginning of the day with some early morning sunshine would be my first tip. Then at the opposite end of the scale, at nighttime, we don't want to be exposing our eyes to lots of blue light. Now, blue light is what we want in the morning, right, to get our cortisol up. At nighttime, we don't want that cortisol release because that's when we're trying to calm down, calm the nervous system down, get into a parasympathetic nervous state and go to sleep, right? So unfortunately, in the world that we live in, where we've got fluorescent lights, where we've got uh, screens, we've got televisions and so on, we're being exposed to excessive amounts of blue light. So what you can do is as soon as the sun goes down, and by the way, if you get to can see a sunset go down, that will really tell your brain once again what time of the day it is, and then it's now time to wind down. The quality of the light and the sunset really has an effect. I mean, it makes sense if you think about it from an evolutionary perspective that we've evolved to be with the, the sun going up and the sun going down. And now in our artificial environments with a lot of light around us at nighttime, we're stuffing up our bio, our circadian rhythms, basically. So what else can you do to, to block out blue light? Well, uh, understanding that your screens are going to be emitting blue light, you can get so, uh, software like Flux and things that can give your screens uh, a better light. Um, also wearing blue light blocking glasses, make sure you get some quality ones that are actually blocking the blue light. That can be really beneficial. I certainly do that. Um, and trying not to spend too much time on the screens at nighttime um, is really important. That's including your televisions as well as your phones and of course your computer. And then doing anything that's cognitively going to get you really excited at nighttime, uh, watching a horror movie, maybe not a great idea just before bed. You want to be doing things that are calming the nervous system down. Uh, I also do uh, 10 minutes of yoga every night just before I head to bed or about a half an hour before. If I don't feel like doing yoga, I at least lie on the floor and put my legs up the wall. What does this do? It again stimulates that parasympathetic nervous system, tells my body it's time for going to sleep and just helps me wind down. But doing a little bit of gentle yoga is a really another good, great way to do that in controlling your breath. Now, the fastest way that I have to fall asleep is doing a couple of little breathing exercises. So when I get into bed, one of the things I do is also tape my mouth shut my husband loves that, by the way. He thinks that's great because I get shut up for five minutes. Um, and it's just a little tiny piece of tape. You don't have to tape your whole mouth. And it sounds scary, but it's actually not. And I was 
used to be really scared of doing this, but you just put a little piece of tape across your mouth and it makes you, it reminds you to breathe through your nose and it will take a bit of adjusting if you're not used to it. If you're like me, you grew up mouth breathing all the time. You didn't understand the importance of, of, of nasal breathing. It'll take a little bit of time. And I've done a few podcasts on, uh, with James Nestor and Patrick McEwen, uh, experts in this area on how to get yourself ready to do this, but it's a really, really important piece of the puzzle. What that does is it will help you have a better sleep. You'll produce more, less urine actually overnight, which can help stop having to get up to the loo 100 times a night. That can be very disruptive for your sleep. So taping that mouth shut, having those blue light blocking glasses, making sure you're not being exposed to bright lights, maybe replacing some of the lights in your house with uh, red lights or things that are not going to be exposing you to that wrong spectrum. Um, another thing that I do as well is uh, take magnesium. Now, magnesium comes in many different types of forms, and there are different forms for different purposes. Um, just to go over a couple of the common ones and what you see mostly in things like the supermarket with your cheap uh, magnesium. So not all created equal, okay? So uh, magnesium oxide is a very common and cheap one, but it's not the best, not very absorbable. Then you've got uh, magnesium citrate. Magnesium citrate is really great if you're constipated, if you're wanting to have a bowel motion. That's because it's not that well absorbed in the body and actually causes more of a uh, digestive um, movement and causes bowel movement. So that's a really good one to do if you're having problems in that department. But if you're wanting to actually optimize your sleep, then having a look at something like magnesium bisglycinate, um, a chelated form, uh, that would be a really good thing to be looking at. And that's going to be systemically uh, available to you and decrease the neuronal activity at nighttime. So check that one out. If you're wanting to actually have something on the opposite uh, scale and this one I, I take in the morning a couple of grams and that helps op optimize my brain function this one's called magnesium threonate but getting a bit off topic but magnesium threonate is actually a bit like a nootropic it crosses the blood-brain barrier it's beneficial for brain health and so on and so forth but probably not the one that you want to take if you're just going uh, to sleep so just so you understand the different types of magnesium and what it does so magnesium um, especially the bisglycinate, it will increase your serotonin levels, which is really important for mood and, and, and so on, and also for your sleep. Um, it'll help you if you've got restless leg syndrome. It will help relax the muscles. It will increase your melatonin production, um, increase your GABA. Uh, all of these things are going to be calming to the, to the body and help you sleep better. It'll lower your adrenaline. Um, I have too much adrenaline in my life. Surprise, surprise. Um, and so this is something that magnesium really, really benefits me with um, again muscle tension decreases inflammation as well magnesium um, so it has over 300 uh, functions in the body it's just one of those absolutely crucial things that we need to be having magnesium so if you're struggling with your sleep maybe add that one into into the mix um, so a couple of the other things I do is like have a chamomile tea at night that can also be really beneficial. Again, just the right ingredients at the right time to help you with your sleep. And, uh, you know, doing something, having a, a set time of the day to go to bed or a set time of the night to go to bed and get up. What we tend to do is um, not have enough sleep during the week and then try to 
catch up on the weekend. You cannot bank sleep. You cannot actually make up for lost sleep. So if you have a night where you've only got four or five hours sleep, you are going to stay in deficit and that's going to have massive detrimental effects to your health, to your cognitive well-being. You're increasing your chances of diabetes, your metabolic dysregulation, insulin resistance, which of course is the gateway to so, so many things. So optimizing your sleep is absolutely important and you cannot catch up. What happens when you in the weekend try to catch up uh, and sleep in, you end up with a sort of form of jet lag. The body doesn't know whether it's here or there. So if you can actually keep, you know, within half an hour, maybe at the same time of going to bed and getting up and sort of prioritizing that seven up to nine hours sleep and it, just understanding that it's not uh, being lazy to uh, do that, okay? It's actually really optimizing. Now, in the background, there is my mum who's just had an afternoon nap, haven't you, mum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that's also probably not ideal if you're wanting to optimize your sleep at night. Mum's had a, a, a brain injury and uh, has got some cancer uh, issues that we're dealing with. So she has a bit of an afternoon sleep. But um, for most people, avoiding those afternoon naps will help you sleep better at night. So I hope that this was really think, uh, helpful to you and you found benefit with it. And mum's little cameo in the background, I hope didn't disturb you too much, but I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks, guys.